Glory to God. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. He's so faithful. I thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you for being here in this service. Those of you that are here in person and those of you that are online with us, thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate your worshiping the Lord with us today. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I'm very excited and very thankful for the goodness of the Lord to his people. Every good thing that the Lord is doing in the lives of his people. He's a good God. He's truly a good God. I'm so amazed and so blessed uh, about all the testimonies that the Lord is giving us. Is truly amazing and it's truly wonderful. The half of it cannot be told. Hallelujah. The half of it cannot be told. The goodness of the Lord truly will blow the natural man's mind. It is too much to handle. We can't process it. We can't process it. But God is a good God and the Lord will be good to you. Amen. I want us to start from our 2023 confession, and then I'm going to spend some time in the Word of God. They'll bring the children back. I want us to pray for the children. Uh, you all will help me pray for the children when they come back. If you have children at home, those that are joining us online, make sure you keep them close towards the end of the service, because we are all going to pray over the children as this new school year begins. Amen. That devil is walking. I'm telling you, he's walking everywhere. But, you know, it's amazing. Um, one of the things the Lord said to me recently is, Son, you have jurisdiction, he said to me. Son, you have jurisdiction. Whatsoever you call it, that's what it is. Whatsoever you say it is, that's what it is. And... You know, in our families, remember this. You have jurisdiction. Don't let the enemy, don't let the devil be playing games around your family. You know, this symptom tomorrow, today, that uh, bad report tomorrow, this acting up. Don't let that be happening. You get up and you take authority. Because you have jurisdiction. That is your jurisdiction, your area of jurisdiction. Anything that is happening in your family, is up to you to determine. Yes. Amen. Don't be lying down there and say, oh, I wish this devil would just leave me alone. I wish this devil is just troubles me too much. Why does he trouble me like this? Huh? I, I haven't done anything wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't, I just mind my own business. I don't, I don't hurt anybody. Why is this devil always on my case? You gotta stop that. <laughs> Because the more you whine like that, the more you keep whining like that, the more the devil will stay on your case. The devil does not understand whining. There is only one language the devil understands. Notice, Jesus in his ministry, he never one time had conversation with him. Outside of telling him, it is written. It is, that's it. And then though, when it came to times when he needed to change things, he would simply say, I rebuke, get thee behind me, Satan. That's it. Have you noticed Jesus never conversed with Satan like they were pallies, like they were companions, like they were contemporaries? Where did Jesus always put him? Behind. 
Do you see anything behind you? <laughs> you don't see anything under your foot and you don't see anything behind you. Hallelujah. You don't see anything under your foot and you don't see anything behind you. Hmm? And that's where Jesus always, from the beginning, that's where he put Satan. So you've got to take authority in your homes, take authority in your families. Can't be, you know, just, you know, just every little thing, you know what I mean? Dryer breaks down the one day, the following day, you have a flat tire. The next day, uh, they took a part of your, your, your salary and they say for some reason, you know, they can't give you this. The next day, somebody tells you, well... They're not really sure. Your job is shaky. You, you, don't, don't sit down and be whining. Say, oh, me, why me? Why me? I love the Lord. I'm a tight. I go to church every Sunday. Even on Elo Sunday, I go to church. Sunday when they say we should stay at home, I go to church. <laughs> I go, I do over-righteousness. <laughs> why me? Why me? Don't be doing that. <laughs> if you're listening to me at home, don't be doing that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get up and take authority. Shut the devil down. I said shut the devil down. Don't give him room. The Bible says don't make room for him. Don't make room for him. Shut him down. Tell him, Satan, as far as I'm concerned, you are under my feet. You are behind my back. So take your place in Jesus' mighty name. I shut you up. I rebuke you. I bind you. The Bible says whatsoever you bind on this earth is bound in heaven. Anything you lose on this earth is losing heaven. It's losing heaven. You got to walk around sometimes in your home and lose favor. I lose favor in my family. I lose. Where is favor at? Why have I been looking for favor for so long? Where are you favor? I lose you. Everything is getting hard. Everything is getting tight. Everything is getting difficult. Don't be looking at God and murmuring at God. Get up and take your place of authority. And lose favor in your family. All sorts of things are acting up. The dog is acting up. The cat is misbehaving. Get up and lose the favor of God. Say in the name of Jesus, the favor of God is in this home. Favor, come. Favor, walk for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm just fired up. Just fired up. I don't even know what to do with myself. Let's take our 2023 confession. Two, three, go. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing. I declare that I will experience and enjoy the full blessing of the Lord. There is new wine in my cluster and there is a blessing in it. I am on the rise to my highest destiny. And no matter what the elements say, there is a lifting up for me. I am not expecting to participate in a recession, depression, regression, or any other downward turns. 
I lift my eyes up to the hills from whence cometh my help. I am the blessed, the healed, the favored, and the strengthened of the Lord. I am called according to his purpose, and all things work together for my good. I am declared righteous, and I am vindicated. A new day has dawned for me. The struggle is over forever. And the Lord is adding to me another one again and again and again and again. Coyote is a lion's whelp. And I am leaping from where I am today to the new horizons of my future. The Tadeshe household is satisfied with favor and full of the blessing of the Lord. We are possessing our inheritance from the west to the south and from the east to the north. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 2023 is my year of remembrance, double honor, and the open door. I am remembered and I am helped. I honor God and he honors me. Grace, grace, grace. His divine ability within me to overcome adversity has positioned me to maximize opportunity. Mountains move, valleys rise. I am on my way to glory land and the ruach of God will see to it that I get there. God has my back. The promise is in view and the covenant will deliver. Shall the prey be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with you. And I will save you and your children. God has my back. The promise is in view. And the covenant will deliver. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness of heart. In gratitude for the abundance of all his blessings. Therefore, I will never serve my enemy. The Lord will be good to me and he will show me kindness and mercy. I declare by faith that this new season is a fruitful season. And it is a season of full satisfaction, joy and happiness. 2023 is my year of new horizons and the full blessing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So shall it be in your lives. <laughs> I say, so shall this be in your lives. Let's go to Hebrews 11 from verse 1. It says, uh, last week, I, uh, under the general series of teachings on faith that we've been doing, Faith for Extraordinary Living, I um, 
started speaking to you under a subtitle of that, I am persuaded. Somebody say, I am persuaded. Say it again, say, I'm persuaded. Do you know what it means to be persuaded? Uh, Pastor Tinu preached a little bit of my message already. Thank you. God bless you. You were in the spirit. This Sunday, you were in the spirit. <laughs> a lot of Sundays, you are in the spirit. Most Sundays, you are in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that, but I agree with you. <laughs> I love you, I love you. <laughs> amen, amen. All Sundays you are in the spirit. All, I, I declare that by faith. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> We're just having fun. We had so much fun in last Sunday service. I tell you, I finished that service. I, you know, I was going somewhere during the week. I remembered some of the things that came up during the service. I started laughing by myself. <laughs> I had so much fun. We are putting the devil in a very bad place. He doesn't know what's happening. He's in a very bad place. God is good. Let's go. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered Unto God, a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. I know we, we got stuck, I got stuck here last week Sunday. I couldn't go past, he, he obtained witness that he was righteous and dived and just jumped into this river where we were talking about faith and righteousness. Let's read this to the end. I want to say a couple more things about that today, but I really have um, some powerful things that I need to just have us read from the word of God. Look at it. It says, by faith, verse 5, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Folks, I want you to know, faith pleases God. Folks, I want you to know, if you get anything out of this service, I want you to know, faith pleases God. Whenever you are in doubt, whenever you are unsure, Whenever things are going on around your life that you don't think you can control, immediately remind yourself, faith pleases God. And then do what? Get in faith. Get back in faith. Because faith pleases God. Faith is what gives God access to move on our behalf. Faith is what gives God permission. 
when God sees faith, God cannot resist. Faith is the irresistible force on the earth that allows God to do what only God can do. It is not whining. It is not complaining. It is not murmuring. Hmm? It is not why me, why me, why me. No, that one does not get God involved. Hmm? Only faith. Somebody say only faith. Somebody say only faith moves the hand of God. Only faith moves the hand of God. Hmm? Crying. Crying does not move the hand of God. Hmm? Hmm? Disappointment. Discouragement. Don't move the hand of God. Only faith moves the hand of God. And when you are in faith, one of the evidences is you will, you will have joy. Because grace will be working. When you are in faith, everybody will see you have joy. Anytime you are sad, you are not in faith. That's right. Anytime you are yawning in church, you are not in faith. <laughs> Anytime you are looking at your, your wristwatch that service is too long, you are not in faith. <laughs> The only thing that pleases God is faith. Faith pleases God. Sometimes doubt will come. Doubt will arise. But that's what is called the fight, the good fight of faith. The good fight of faith is fighting until you subdue doubt. The good fight of faith is not fighting Goliath. The good fight of faith is not fighting your mountain. No. The good fight of faith is fighting doubt and fear and anxiety until you put them in their place. Because the moment you put all those things in their place, faith will begin to work for you. The moment you conquer doubt, you conquer fear, you conquer anxiety, immediately faith will arise and begin to work for you. So the good fight of faith is fighting all those elements that are sent against your faith. The fiery darts. The because Jesus already won the victory. Right? You and I are not trying to fight the devil. The devil is already beaten. The reason you think the devil is still walking and he has ability to walk is because doubt has taken over your mind. You need to overcome doubt. Is because fear has taken you over. When you begin to fear and you begin to panic and you get anxious about life, that means you are listening to things you should not be listening to. That means those elements, those fairy darts, they are working and they are winning. The good fight of faith is standing your ground. In the last weeks, last Sunday we sang that song, uh, I'm Still Standing. Uh, by the, it's the good fight of faith is to get to the where you are standing. Even in the midst of adversity, you are a, you are more than a conqueror. Just the fact that you are dealing with adversity, you are not a loser because you are dealing with adversity. You are more than a conqueror. And everybody in the spiritual realm, in the spirit realm knows it, including the devil himself. He knows you are more than a conqueror. The only person who doesn't know many times is you. And so the devil sends all these things to deceive you. 
one of the things that came up on one, one of these Wednesday services as, uh, as we were teaching, as we were going, and something, you know, came up. And, and I started, it's one of the things I got off the, 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 the teaching service to go and quickly <laughs> write down in my notes. Whenever, whenever you allow yourself to focus on anything that is not based on faith or the word of God, you become susceptible to the deception of the enemy. You become open to the deception of the enemy. Hallelujah. I can't remember how I put it. I think I can find it because I said it many times. If anybody takes notes and you, you know what that was, uh, call it. But I'll find it. I'll find it for you in just a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm more than a conqueror. Here it is. If you don't keep your eyes of faith open always, you will fall into the deception of the enemy. If you don't keep your eyes of faith open always, you will fall into the deception of the enemy. Because you will start to believe a lie. <laughs> you will start to believe something that is not true. And then your faith will become paralyzed. Your faith will become paralyzed. If the devil can paralyze your faith, my friends, you are in trouble. There will be no breakthrough, no miracles, no open doors. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Amen. Whenever you begin to fall short of grace and grace is no longer abounding, your faith will become paralyzed. And whenever your faith becomes paralyzed, you lose. You lose. Whenever you fall short of grace... And grace is no longer abounding and it is no longer working. Your faith will become paralyzed. Many times people wonder, why is it that, uh, you know, I, I think I believe, I think I stand, I think I, but, but you know, some, it just, you know, it's like at the end of the day, the conclusion is, it's like God abandoned me. It never worked. Check, check, check yourself. Check yourself. Look at Romans chapter 4. And verse 16, look at what it says. Therefore, it is of faith that it may be by grace. This, this is very simple. Therefore, it is of faith that it may be by grace. They walk hand in hand. Therefore, it is of faith that it may be by grace. Look at what the Amplifier says. Therefore, inheriting the promise. Therefore, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith and depends entirely on faith in order that it might be given as an act of grace. It is entirely dependent on faith in order that it might be given as an act of grace. When grace is missing, faith is paralyzed. You have to check yourself every time. Go back to Hebrews 11 where we were last week. He says that by faith, Abel. Look at this for a minute. 
Hebrews 11 verse 4, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Why? Why did Abel offer a more excellent sacrifice than Cain? Why? Yes. Why? Look at it. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Abel obtained witness that he was righteous. What about Cain? Did Cain also obtain witness that he was righteous? Cain and Abel were born from the same womb. It wasn't like, oh, you know, there's something wrong with the womb. No. The two of them came out of the same womb. The two of them. It's not, it's not the problem of the womb. The two boys came out of the same womb. One of them fell short of grace and was unrighteous. The other one fully engaged grace and obtained testimony from God. It's very simple. It's very simple. There's no mystery to it. There's no mystery to it. Look at it. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Why was it that Abel was always happily given? Why was it that Abel was Always happily, joyfully given. And Cain, you have to plug, you have to pull his ears. You have to pull his shoes. You have to tug at his clothes. You have to slap him two times. You have to preach ten sermons. Why is that? Why is it? That they were living in the same household, eating the same food, born by the same parents. But one of them happily, joyfully, excellently. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Bible says the blood of Abel is still speaking today. And God testified of his gifts. And the, the Bible says God declared him righteous. Do you remember what I said to you last week? Without righteousness, your faith will not work. Do you remember this? Does anybody, was anybody in this service last Sunday? Without righteousness, your faith will not work. Faith depends on righteousness. In fact, the late servant of God, uh, the late Kenneth E. Hagin, used to say, um, some, you may have heard me preach this, um, that, um, teachings, serve, um, midweek services, or, or messages. And so. He used to say, if his faith does not, whenever his faith does not work, the first area he will look is on forgiveness. Have you heard me say this? I'm sure you've heard me say this. Whenever he's struggling with his faith, like his faith is not working. He said the first area he will look in his life, in his heart, 
is the area of forgiveness. I told you last week, why was it that Abraham was complaining against God? He said, God, you have blessed Eliezer. You bless his children. Abraham was, Abraham was counting all the blessings in his house that excluded him. And he had no gratitude for God. He had no gratitude. He had no gratitude. He had no gratitude. Abraham could have had a child earlier than he had one. The word of God could have come into manifestation long before it did in the life of Abraham. It was not God decided, I wait until you are 99, I wait until you are 100. No, no. Abraham was having heart issues. His heart issues paralyzed his faith from working, from producing. He didn't say it. But one morning, you remember that? This happened in Genesis 15. One morning, God thought he was having great fellowship with him. God thought we're just having communion here. Look at the words that come out of Abraham's mouth. Oh, shit. Genesis 15.1 After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham. What? I am your shield and your what? Your exceeding great reward. Someone in faith who is righteous, will hear that promise, that word from the Lord, and immediately lift up his hand. Father, thank you. You are my exceeding great reward. I mean, I already knew this, but you are reminding me about it. Thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being so good to me. How did Abraham respond? Abraham said, Lord, this is not what we're talking about. God said, I am your shield and your what? Exceeding great. That's what we're talking about right now. What did Abraham say? Uh-uh. Lord. Uh-uh. Okay. You are my shield. And you are my exceeding great reward. Ah. Okay. How have you proved it? How can I believe that? What have you done for me lately? Show me. Hmm? I want you to know how deep this was for Abraham. It was not just a passing conversation. It wasn't a passing thought. There are passing thoughts. Things come out of our mouth. We dismiss them. We handle. We move on. No. But there are things we sit on that fester in our lives and shut down the machinery of faith. 
shut down the machinery of faith. And when we shut down the machinery of faith, the devil has all sorts of access. Let me tell you, folks. Let me tell you. Spiritual things are not a mystery. I know you hear me say it on the pulpit a lot. But I'm saying it to you right now. Again, spiritual things are not a mystery. There are things, you, you heard me giving this illustration last Sunday. I said, look in that mirror. When you wake up, look in that mirror. Talk to that person that is looking at you. <laughs> Speak words of faith over that man, over that woman. Speak words of grace over that man, over that. It's not the natural appearance. You may have something flowing. I'm sorry for being that, you know, because you just woke up, you know, you haven't brushed, you know. You look there and it's like, ah, you know, that's not it. That's not what we're talking about. It's not those natural things. You are looking at a man, a woman that is looking back at you. That person is determining your future. The words you speak to that person, the words you declare to that, you look at that person, you're, you're a man of God. You are a man of God. You are a woman of God. You are a mother of many nations. A father of many nations. You are prosperous. You are rich. You are blessed. <laughs> one of my friends, one of my friends who pastors, uh, pastors uh, a church in, uh, in Canada, you know, when, usually when I'm, um, we're, we're, we're spending family time or whatever, I don't get into all this stuff. When some things, things just pop up on my phone and I saw one of these my friend is a, is a pastor, and one of his uh, things, that he, they had a little short video clip of him that, that he, he did. And it came up on my phone, you know. Uh, he, that was actually the best man at our wedding, Pastor Israel. Uh, is, he pastors a, a church in Canada. And, uh, you know, <laughs> they had this short clip of him, and he was declaring the word. And he was declaring the word, the word, the word says, and he was talking about what you say, what you put on your lips. The word says, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. The word says, I'm prosperous. And this thing just came up on my phone. I said, oh my gosh, look at Israel. So I, go, I went to Facebook. I don't go to, you know, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time there. I went there, so I put in there, I put, and then I started speaking for myself. <laughs> he wasn't preaching to me, but that word he preached just, he just, I said, man of God, come on, preach this word. I started speaking it over myself. Oh, I am the blessed of the Lord. I am prosperous. I am rich. I am wealthy. Those, this is not one off. I said that to myself when I look at myself in the mirror every morning. I live long. My life is preserved. He renews my youth as a Hugo. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am blessed. I am fresh. I'm filled with the spirit of wisdom. I have a sound mind. I make sound decisions. The blessing of the Lord is upon my life. I am anointed. The Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Can I preach? Every morning. If I don't do it the moment I'm looking at that mirror, somewhere that morning, somewhere, somewhere, sometime, I'm saying those things over myself. That person is determining your future. And as you speak those things to that person, 
I'm telling you, this is, is proven in the word of God. Jacob. Jacob changed the genes of animals by putting something in front of those animals. He changed their genetic constitution by what he put before them. I don't know how it happened, but I know that when I was young, I think my mother went to a prophet. I don't know what took her there, you know. She, way back, <laughs> you know, way back then, you know, parents in where, you know, where we were raised, you know, they, they are doing their lives, they are living, they are prosperous, they are successful, they are doing whatever they are doing. But they always want to have protection. So they go to all these so-called whatever, prophets. And, and I remember one time, I was very young, but I'll never forget this as long as I live. I remember one time my mom took me to this prophet. And so-called prophet, I should say, sorry. <laughs> and, you know, after the prophet, they, then they'll see something. Then, after he did all his whatever, then he said to my mom, he will never have a baby. They have already taken, they have taken, they've taken all his seeds. He can't have a baby. I was a young child, and I remember it. I remember, I remembered it till I got married. As soon as we got married, I said, oh, yeah, we're having babies now. <laughs> no, no honeymoon. We have baby. Today, today, we're having a baby. No, no, no bad control, no honeymoon. Today, today, we must have a baby. Today. <laughs> Let's prove that prophet wrong. That prophet is a liar. The prophet was a liar from hell. The prophet was a liar from hell. Let me tell you, his words would have formed my future. But thank God for redemption. <laughs> Ooh, thank God for redemption. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know what he saw, but redemption by the blood of Jesus, it went into my cells. It went into my every part of my physiology. He spoke and, and woke up my sperm cells and woke up everything that was dead and, and said, you are living. You are going to live. You are going to produce. You are going to replenish them. My friends, it doesn't matter what the devil says. You look in that mirror and you speak to that person. You are the blessed of the Lord. You are prosperous. You are alive. You are well. Your youth is renewed like the eagles. The glory of God is upon you. No matter what the devil says, you are more than a conqueror. Shout hallelujah somebody. Sit down, sit down, sit down. We're just talking. We're just talking. The word of God will change your life. The word of God will change everything. Everything. You can stay alive longer, a little longer, by the word of God. By the word of God. This was big for Abraham. God said, I'm your 
I'm your shield. Your exceeding great reward. What did he? He says, he started talking about child. We're not talking about child. God said, I'm your shield. I'm your exceeding great reward. But this was the thing in his mind. Every time he saw Eliezer and his wife and their little children running around the house, instead of joy filling his heart, he was bitter. Instead of rejoicing, instead of being happy, every time he looked at these little children, and his house was full of all these people. All of them. When he went to fight, the Bible said there were 315 people, men. So all this while he's looking at all these men. And you know back then there was no birth control. So all these men had many children. <laughs> Every time he saw these children, all these children. God, I serve him. I give him everything. Look at my life. And every time he did that, his wife's womb was being killed. The cells were dying out. His own, his own, his own, his everything cells were dying out. All I've done for you, you see, you abandoned me. You'll be my shield. My exceed. I don't need shield, I need child. Do they sign the same? I need I need child, not shield. Child, I need child. And every time he did it, he didn't know it. He was extending the fulfillment of the promise. He was pushing it farther away. If you fall short of grace, you will lose the promise. If you fall short of grace, you will lose the promise. I hope the children come quick so that we don't can pray over them, we can have communion. If you if you fall short of grace, go, go there to Hebrews 13. No, don't worry, don't hurry them. Don't hurry them. They will, it's fine. Don't, we'll wait for them. Don't worry. Don't The Lord may have something here for you. <laughs> I know you are blessed. Hallelujah. Look at Hebrews 12. I want you to look at verse 15. Look at what it says. Looking diligently. Oh, shit. Pastor Tino preached a little bit of my message, though I wasn't going to use her scripture, the scripture she used there, and I wasn't even thinking about that scripture. But that, that's such a powerful story from the Old Testament. Think about this. Think about all the miracles it took to get the children of Israel out of Egypt. Think about all the miracles. God will say, let my people, no, I will not let them. Pharaoh will say, I'm not letting them go. All, think about all the miracles. Water turned to blood, lies, uh, infestation, this, that. He, I will not let them go. Finally, he had no choice. Then, 
after he said they could go, what did he do? He followed them. Pursue. I mean, think about all the miracles God did to get these people out of Egypt. You will think when they got out of Egypt, it will settle every controversy. You would think it will settle every controversy. What was their reaction? The very first challenge they had after they got past the Red Sea. What was their response? After everything God did, to get them out of Egypt. Think about this. Think about it. And what was it? It was just a challenge. The faith of li- the life of faith is a life of challenges. We overcome. We face challenge, we overcome. No matter what comes. Put up that scripture for me, please. I, don't, I won't go there. Hebrew, sorry, Philippians 4.13 in the Amplified. Let's just all read it. I want these things to settle in you. This, let's not just be preaching these things empty. There's no substance. Faith is the substance. We have to have substance to all these words. Look at these words right here. I have strength. I want everybody to read this with me and confess it over yourself. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me, I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Period. Period. No matter what comes, life is, life is full of challenges. All of us, every day, there are challenges ahead of me now. I don't even know them yet, but they are already there. As I keep walking, there are some giants waiting. But guess what? I am ready for anything and equal to anything. There is no challenge anywhere that I am going to confront, I am about to confront, will confront at some point in time that will make me think, Oh, God, what are we going to do about this? That's the stance of faith. Almighty God himself. Almighty God himself. The all-powerful, all-wise, all-great king. Sent message to Pharaoh. Thirteen times Pharaoh said no. Thirteen You think every time God had no from Pharaoh, he starts running around in heaven. What are we going to do? 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 Oh, 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 oh. the word is not working. Oh, we lost power. Oh, 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 oh. failure, failure. Huh? That's what you believe about your heavenly father. Every time Pharaoh said no, God said, okay. <laughs> there is more. You, have, you ain't seen nothing yet. You saw the rod that turned to serpent. You said no. 
Okay. I got blood. Can you deal with this blood in your ocean? How about lice? Can you deal with these lice? How about plague of... I mean, God, every time he said no, God said, okay. Now Moses, on the other hand, was like, God, I guess we will have to go back. I guess we have to forget this plan, abandon this project. He didn't say it, but that's what he thought. But every time God, and then, you know, he would go back and say to God, he said no one more time. And God would say, okay. And Moses was amazed. Every time he went to God and said, Pharaoh said no. God would just say, okay, like he was, he was ready for it. Like he wasn't surprised. My friends, we are not surprised. Tell your neighbor, say we are not surprised. Come on, say it one more time. Say we are not surprised. Say no, it's not end of story. No, it's just a bend in the road. One failure, one disappointment. That's not the end of this story. The end of this story can only be written after we win. After we have a testimony. What, until I have a testimony, this story is not over. This story is not yet complete until I have a testimony. If it takes God a hundred trials to get me to where I have a testimony, then so be it. But my story will be told and the whole world will hear this story that God is not a man that he should lie and he is not a son of man that he should repent. My God is alive and well. I serve a living God. God, God will be good to me. God will be good to me. Shout yes, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Sit down, let's close. We gotta take communion. The children are coming back. We gotta take communion. Where were you, Hebrews 12? Let's, let's take communion. Look at this, look at this scripture real quick. Let's take communion and pray over the children. Come on. Look at it. Hebrews 12 verse 15. Looking diligently. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Looking diligently. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be, verse 16, any fornicator or profane person as Esau who for one morsel of bread sold his birthright. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was what? He was rejected. For he found no place of repentance though he sought it carefully with tears. Folks, this 
This is my close, but this is very important. You and I must commit very strongly. Nothing must be allowed to paralyze our faith. We're just beginning. This is just the beginning. The Bible says, if, what's that scripture I think is somewhere? If footmen weary you, what will horsemen do? If we start crying over little things, how are we going to kill giants? Hmm? If little disappointments of life, <laughs> if they torment us, they begin to torment us, how are we going to take the world? Hmm? Tiny little footmen make us despair and we feel God has left us alone. What, what will happen when the giants arise? What will happen? All this is just a test. It's preparation. God is helping us build our muscles. Listen to me. Every time you go through adversity, two things you must make up your mind. I must win. It must be short. Every time you go through any adversity, make up your mind about, number one, I must win. Number two, it must be short. How do you guarantee you win? Faith. You must stand in faith. And stand by grace. You must stand in faith and you stand by grace. Number two, how do you make sure it is short? Wisdom. Wisdom. Knowing. And if you haven't heard this on Wednesday, now this is the first time I'm going to advertise the Wednesday service (laughs) this year. No, go back. Because in real time, as I'm ministering and teaching on adversity and all of this, I started hearing the Lord saying to me, in real time, it was not in my note. In real time, he started saying, son, adversity does not have to be long. Adversity was never meant to be long. And he said something to me that absolutely just, it froze me up because I knew what he was saying. I understood it perfectly. He said, son, sometimes adversity is supposed to last six months. But for some people, it lasts six years. And then he said to me, six years is a long time in destiny for you to be trapped. Six years. Some people cross over seasons of life in six years. In a six-year season, they cross over seasons of life where some things are now too late. Some things they could have gotten, they now can't get them. Six years is too long. I'm, I'm teaching the word in real time, and I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say this to me. It's the first time I'm hearing it. Some adversity is supposed to last six weeks. But for some people, it lasts six He made it, 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 it sounded worse when I heard this. For some people, it lasts a lifetime. And I knew what it meant. I knew exactly what it meant. Because I saw it with my own eyes. Someone that I loved deeply. 
who entered into adversity, an older person, who entered into adversity, I knew as a growing Christian, that adversity was supposed to last a short time. In fact, he used to say to me, this is like the story of Job, he used to say. This is like the story of Job. Friends, he died in that adversity. He never came out. We're talking, he lived in this adversity more than 30 years. And he said to me, he used to say to me, at the beginning of the adversity, this is like Job. And theologians tell us the story of Job from when he started to when the Lord turned it around, started turning it around, was nine months. Nine months. The point of nine months, God started turning it around. Of course, he didn't have Jemima in nine months. (laughs) But on the point of nine months, his story started to change. Immediately, God started to give him double and double and double and double. Nine months. But for some people, Adversity lasts a lifetime. It's not the will of God. Make sure you look diligently. Make sure you are standing in faith. Don't allow the enemy to paralyze your faith. Make sure you are standing in grace. There must be no unforgiveness, no bitterness, no anger, no strife, no envy, no jealousy. Hear me, church. Hear me. You must make up your mind when you get into adversity. I must win and it must be short. I must, I'm going to walk through this valley of the shadow of death quickly. Quickly. I'm not lying down. I'm not camping out here. I'm not staying here. Because this is not the will of God. It's not the will of God that for a lifetime you keep talking about what you, what God is going to do for you. What God, when is he going to do it? You make God sound like (laughs) he doesn't know what he's doing. It doesn't take God that long. It does not. I'm telling you it does not take God that long. If you find yourself in adversity as a child of God, you say to yourself two things. One, I must win. This is not over until I win. That's one. Number two, it must be short. So we're going to engage wisdom. We're going to put on a good heart. We're going to love. We're going to walk in grace. Oh, hallelujah. We're going to be full of joy all the time. Shouting in the prisons of our life, singing praises to God. No matter how bad it gets, we continue to sing praises. We continue to rejoice. Oh, we keep a good heart. We keep a loving heart. We forgive. Hallelujah. And then we walk. We walk. I walk through the valley. He didn't say I sleep and do nothing. You walk. I walk. I walk. I got to get out of this valley. I'm getting out. This is not my home. This is not my home. You know where my home is at? You know where my home is at? The pasture. Green pastures. He makes me lie down beside the green pasture. <laughs> he leads me beside the still.
still waters. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. But yea, though I walk through this valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Somebody say I'm inheriting the promise. 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 I must win. It must be shot. I must win. It must be shot. Shout hallelujah somebody. Shout hallelujah somebody. I must inherit this blessing. I must inherit this blessing. I must inherit this blessing. I've sang about it long enough. I must inherit this blessing. I preach about it long enough. I must inherit this blessing. I shouted about it long enough. I must inherit this blessing. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Shout hallelujah if you believe it. Glory, glory. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to stretch forth your hands over the children. There's a child around you. Just put your hands on them. If they are your child, put your hands on their head. If they are not your child, put your hands on their shoulder. If they are your child, put your hands on their head. If they are not your child, put your hands on their shoulder. Begin to prophesy over those children in the name of Jesus. Begin to speak life over those children. Begin to speak the blessing of heaven upon those children. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Begin to declare the counsel of Almighty God concerning those children. Begin to establish them in righteousness. In the name of Jesus. They will be far from oppression. In the name of Jesus. No weapon fashioned against them will ever prosper. Every tongue that rises against them. In judgment they condemn. Begin to prophesy over those children. Bless them in the name of the Lord. 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 I bless you, child. I bless you, child. In the name of Jesus, I bless you, child. In the name of Jesus, I bless you, child. In the name of Jesus, I bless you, child. In the name of Jesus, I bless you, child. In the name of Jesus, I bless you, child. 
I bless you, child, if you're at home. If you're at home, make sure you're praying over those children. Make sure you're prophesying over those children. Make sure you're blessing those children. I bless you, child, in the name of Jesus. I bless you, child, in the name of Jesus. I bless you, child, in the name of Jesus. I bless you, child, in the name of Jesus. I bless you, child, in the name of Jesus. Masetenege bosta, kobredista la kabredista, handere de 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 here de 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 ba, lekereke baba baro baba basa, leteniga baraka baba suto dodosh, leteningredista la la baba. Zata la la baba baba ha, zete nengredi shata la la baba baba, li preniga dava soto lolo boshi kara baba ha, zata nando robo baba baba bosh, le pere abraka baba baba baba, baba she, le porona kegeberi aparaka baba baba, zato nonde prekevederi baba, la paromoko zata de de bosh. Le paraba baba koboborodia baba Zatanege diva koporodi baba baba Jetede de dira baba baba sokobobobosh Le paraba baba baba basuto momoshi jetede Hallelujah Oh I bless you I bless you son in the name of Jesus I bless you son in the name of Jesus I bless you son in the name of Jesus I bless you, son, in the name of Jesus. I bless you, son. I bless you. I prophesy life upon you. In the name of Jesus, the fullness of the blessing of God, I prophesy upon you. You are the blessed of the Lord. You are the prospered of the Lord. You are a man of God. You are a great man of God. You are a giant of faith. You are a great man of valor. In the name of Jesus, oh, you are first among your peers. You are elevated in your generation. You are a pathfinder, a blazer in the name of Jesus you are an inventor you are a mark of God's glory you are a mark of God's favor in the name of the Lord Jesus I call you blessed of the Lord I call you blessed of the Lord I call you blessed of the Lord in Jesus name in Jesus name hallelujah oh hallelujah oh hallelujah oh hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Listen to me, saints. Whether you are here or you're here in person or here virtual. Uh, at the turn of this year, as we prepared for 2023, you've heard me say this, you heard me say it especially, I think, during the watch night service. I started to hear this scripture. There was no natural connection to that scripture. There was no natural link to it. 
But I knew that the Lord, this for some reason, the Lord was putting this scripture front and center of the prophetic instructions that he was giving to me for the year. He said in Isaiah 49, we're going to take communion with this from verse 24. He says, shall the prayer be taken from the mighty or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. And the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with you. And I will save you and your children. And I will feed them that oppress you with their own flesh. And they shall be drunken with their own blood. As with sweet wine and all flesh shall know that I the Lord am your Savior and your Redeemer. The Mighty One of Jacob. As the year progressed, I started to understand and have an insight into why the Lord gave this scripture. Shall the prayer of the mighty be taken or the lawful captive delivered? And recently, the Lord started to say to me, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. God said, because I will contend. Hallelujah. God says, I will fight them that fight you. It will not be your battle. It will be my battle. I will fight them that fight you. The Lord started saying to me, maybe they are lawful captives. Maybe for some reason or the other, the enemy gained access. Maybe your children walked in a place, you told them, don't go there, don't go there. And the enemy pounced upon them like a bear. They may be lawful captives. Maybe they strayed out of the path of safety. But the Lord said, by my covenant, if you will take your place and if you would cover your jurisdiction, even the lawful captive will be delivered. I will snatch them out of the jaw of the lion. If you will stand. All I need you to do is stand and cover your jurisdiction. And lift up your voice and say, I forbid that. Stop, Satan. Stop. It's done. It's over. Take your ugly hands off. Stop. 
And how do we do it? We do it by the power of the communion, the power of the covenant. This was so strong last night. I had Pastor Tinu do this with me. We drew the bloodline late last night. God said, you have jurisdiction. You have jurisdiction. Even the lawful captives are delivered. This is what I want you to do by this communion today. Everyone within your sphere of your spiritual jurisdiction, everyone in your family, everyone in your covenant, everyone you are connected with, by this, start with your children to every other person, everyone in your sphere of influence, everyone, everyone that you cover one way or the other. I want you to draw that bloodline. I draw, draw that bloodline concerning everything that concerns them and begin to speak the life and the blessing of God over them. You have jurisdiction. Whatever you say, that's what heaven says. Whatever you say, that's what heaven says. And begin to take authority. Begin to declare the will of God, the counsel of God, the mind of God concerning everyone. Begin with your children. Begin with those children. Wherever you are, you may be here in person, you may be online. Begin take take authority. Begin to invoke the power of the covenant. Listen, say this. The children that the Lord has given unto me, they are for signs and for wonders. The children that God has given unto me, they are for signs and wonders. I and the children that God has given to me, we are for signs and wonders. Satan, you cannot have these children. You cannot have these elements, these precious children that are in the sphere of my jurisdiction. I forbid you. I take authority over you. You lose your hold and let them go in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. I put the blood on the lintel of my jurisdiction. I put the blood on the lintel of my family. I put the blood on the lintel of my ministry. I put the blood on the lintel of every platform that God has given unto me. In the name of Jesus, I overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. I declare the blessing of God upon every person, upon every child, every young person, every family, every minister, every member, every worshiper, every partner in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. Ah, Satan, I declare the blood of Jesus is against you. You lose your hold. You lose your hold. I establish the authority that is in the word of God. I establish the counsel of Almighty God. I take my place. I take my place. I establish the counsel of God in my sphere of jurisdiction. I establish the counsel of God concerning every word that God has spoken unto me. And I declare it is so. I declare so. I declare so. Our children are blessed. Our children shall be taught of the Lord. 
Great shall be the peace of our children. They will be far from oppression. They will be far from oppression. They will be established in righteousness. In the name of the Lord Jesus. No weapon that is formed against them will ever prosper. And every tongue that rises against them. In judgment they condemn. This is their heritage and their righteousness is of the Lord. Father we give you praise. We bless your holy name. Hallelujah.